In this Wedding Wednesday episode, I am joined by brother and sister duo, Dallas and Mandy of Montgomery Farms, a rustic wedding venue in Southern Indiana. Stay tuned as they share their expert knowledge and advice on everything you need to ask and know when choosing a rustic rural venue. You're listening to The Ring, The Bling, and All The Things podcast. I'm Christina Stubblefield, one of your hosts, along with my two good friends, Michael Gaddy and Sharon Rumsey. We are here to get you from down on one knee, down the aisle, and into happily ever after. Our informative episodes deliver valuable tips, trends, ideas, and advice covering everything from you saying yes to the I do's and all that happens in between and after. Now, let's get started with this episode. I'm really excited for our listeners, and it's not because Mike and Sharon are not in the studio (laughs) with us. They are definitely missed. They have me holding it down today, but I have two special guests here with me, and that is Dallas and Mandy from Montgomery Farms. Thank you all so much for coming in. Thanks for having us. So just to share with our audience, you all are brother and sister. That's correct. And in business together. That is also correct. Yes. And I'm really excited to talk about these topics we're going to because you all actually have an outdoor venue. Correct. I'll let you say it the exact way you want to. So we have an outdoor uh, event venue with a 150-year-old two-story barn that we've renovated. So, but however, we're not a barn venue. We're a venue with a barn. And I think we'll get a little bit more as we speak um, into why we call ourselves that. And while it's... why to know all of the details of what to ask if you're considering your type of venue. Exactly. That's what I'm looking forward to. Oh, yeah. So I have to ask, Mandy, before we dive into all these tips and information, what's it like working with your brother? (laughs) That's a loaded question. (laughs) Do we still want to be friends after this? Yes, you do. Yes. Yes, you have weddings coming up. Why does she get that question? (laughs) Because we can relate. I have a brother, too, that I help um, with his business, and I thoroughly enjoy all of it. Oh, yes. Every bit of it. Every moment of it is awesome. No, (laughs) it's great. I love it. We've always had a... um, I always say we've always had a close bond. High school years were a little rough for us. We made it through there and here we are. Um, but we have a great relationship. We we know each other so well and know how we think, which can be good and bad at sometimes, but I enjoy it. I don't trust anybody else more than I trust him. I this bring, business. I bring this up because weddings, it's a family affair. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And when you work together as a family, I feel like that is just a bonus with working with other families for such a special day. Oh, definitely. And people absolutely love that aspect that we are a family business because then they know it means something to us. Our names are on the sign. You know, at the end of the day, we want everybody to be happy with what we provided them and everything. So that family aspect is really important. We have found to a lot of our clients. And Dallas, I don't have to ask you because I know your sister is amazing and you're going to say all these wonderful things about her and how much you enjoy working with her. So we don't even have to ask you, right? Uh, She keeps me in line sometimes. Uh, But, you know, uh, I think the good thing is, is that we both have a passion for what we do. So it's not like there's like a mix of, motivation or anything like that with with running the business we both want the same goal we want want the same thing and that's kind of what makes us succeed and work well together well now that you've mentioned that before we started recording we talked about loving what you do and have you just mentioned having a passion for it and when you go out shopping reviewing checking out whatever wording you want to use, venues for your ceremony, reception, if you're going to have them both at the same place. I think that's such an important aspect. It, what all comes with it? Who's the owners? Who's there on site the day of? All of that is what makes up how that venue is ran and how it functions. Oh, definitely. I mean, because you have different... That's your biggest thing is you want to know when you're shopping for a venue, who is there, what are they providing, and what are they not providing. It's just as important as what they are. You know, we are full service. We are there from the moment you leave or from the moment you get there to the moment you leave. And any questions, things you may need along the way, we are there to help. 
there's a difference between that and then somebody just being there for the venue who sits in their back room and is just there in case one of the staff needs them, which is that's fine if that's what the venue offers, but then they're not there for you to serve you throughout that. You know, if a vendor's running late, do you want to be the one calling and asking where they're at? No, you want that person who is that coordinator of the day of that venue calling that person and coming to you and say, hey, this is what's taken care of. They'll be here. All is good. And you're not worrying about it. And honestly, you really would rather hope they know they're running late before you're even worrying about it. They have an answer for you. And that's what we do. And that makes a difference because there's a lot of little things you don't realize that can happen on a wedding day that people who do it every weekend know the ins and out of to make sure that your day goes smoothly. And can I, since we're talking about the beginning of the process, just make a recommendation for everyone out there that's getting engaged? Of course you can. Get your venue first and get it right away. You know, I mean, first of all, enjoy your engagement. Celebrate that. Uh, you know, be excited about it. But I talk to so many people. I do all the showings for the venue, okay, personally. And I ask everybody, oh, so when did you get engaged? This is an icebreaker. And I hear a lot of times, oh, Six months ago, and they went an October date of this year. Which is just possibly a few months out. And it's like, if you would have done this six months ago or five months ago, just give yourself a month buffer, you probably could have got the date that you wanted. And I think what we can say here is where we're at in the wedding industry, be realistic about if you're wanting a certain season, Mm -hmm. like you just mentioned, if you know you want to get married in the fall or any season, a specific season for that matter, that plays such a role. You want to enjoy your engagement, but if you have to get married X year and you have to have a fall wedding and you have to have an outdoor space or outdoor venue, you've got some filters there that you have to start thinking ahead a little bit. And I think that's what you're telling people. You don't want to, you, of course you want to enjoy your engagement, but if you've got specifics, Mm -hmm. get to narrowing down because it's, it's one thing if you know this is exactly where I want to get married, but you have to go out shopping, you know, five, six different venues. Right. That takes some time as well to get those appointments set and everything. It does. It does. And, you know, I like I something I like for people to think about is you're one of a thousand people getting married. So there's a lot of people in your same position. And it's hard. You don't think about that because you're thinking about your day and what you're doing. And as you should, which you, you know, you don't need to be worrying about everybody else, but there are other people who are wanting exactly what you're wanting. And we can only all serve so many people throughout our season. You know, we're dealing, everyone talks about 2020 being the year after we're coming out of COVID and everything, but I see this being a ripple effect over the next probably five, 10 years of- Thank you. I have said that Mm -hmm. before. Yes. We, I mean, we, you know, that is huge and- I, everybody I have talked to this year and it's because people aren't getting, you're not getting your dates this year. So they're moving it to next year. And it's just a ripple effect right now that I see happening for a while until it kind of clears itself out. But anymore, the way we have with social media and with weddings, people are just seeing, you're seeing more of what's out there. And you're like, yes, I want that. I want that. I want that. Well, that takes time and effort. So you need to kind of plan those things out because it's all in your face anymore. Well, the other thing too is I know everybody is over. We joke around on the podcast, you know, about the C word with COVID and pandemic. But in all honesty, there are people that got engaged during COVID and they have not even picked a date yet because they know and they hear what's going on out there or they tried to make a few appointments and some things aren't even available for 15, 18 months. Right. So... They are holding off. I, I personally have talked to a couple people that are in college, and instead of getting married, they've now decided, let's go ahead, get through college, and then when we graduate, you know, we'll plan our wedding. And I think you're exactly right. That ripple effect is after everything everyone's been through in and outside of the wedding industry, that is going to do nothing but Bush date, dates are going to be gone. The specific vendors you want to use are going to be gone. And it's not just weddings. I'm hearing also there's more corporate events, team building exercises, because companies could not have those or chose not to have those events, those Christmas parties and things like that. 
it is, it, it's a full circle thing and it affects people planning their weddings. And Sharon is really good about mentioning, you know, flexible, pick and choose what is really most important to you. Right. And a lot of times people aren't really flexible on the type or atmosphere that they want for their venue. Correct. And I don't think we can talk enough about it, about getting, deciding what kind of venue you want and booking that date before you worry about the multiple other things that you're going to have to make decisions on. Well, and you're going to have to make decisions on certain things sooner than you would before, because one, not every vendor survived COVID. And so there's less vendors out there. Um, now that a lot of them are coming back, starting up, which mm-hmm. is great. But, you know, maybe, you know, you want to get, start looking at your caterer a lot sooner because you may have to look at 12 caterers to find one that's available and also looks is uh, what you're looking for. You know, so there's a lot of aspects there that you just might want to speed up the process a little bit on getting a lot of that stuff. And it's also going to just give you a lot of peace of mind. You know, don't wait. Um, I mean, Mandy can tell you this at, you know, 10 week consultation meetings where they still don't have this vendor or something like that. And it's like, whoa. Yeah, ex- especially this year, you waiting to that point, you're you're limited, and you're you may have to go with the way you didn't want to go. Well, let's also toss in here. <clears throat> we kind of mentioned this before we started with the pandemic and with the word out about how busy the wedding industry is going to be. You also have some people that um, are getting into the wedding business <laughs> that. It could be their side hustle. It could be something they're trying. It could be something that they're using to make a little extra money. And I think this spins us right back around to knowing your vendors, the importance of using professional vendors, because most of the time something happens at an event. You do anything and everything you can for it not to happen. But the key is when you have professional vendors that do this week in and week out, sometimes during the week now, they are able to handle things as it's thrown at them in a professional manner. Most of the time, the couple or guests don't even know something's went on. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I I'll always say that that's what we're here for. We are here to make sure you don't know what went wrong. And depending on if it's funny or not at the end of the night, we'll tell you. If not, then there's no need. Move you on. Know, you move on. <laughs> you know, you don't want that experience, you know, to know that. But, yes, because... I guarantee you nine times out of 10, if something's gone wrong, we've seen it before. So we know how to correct it quickly, efficiently, and without any harm of anybody knowing what happened. And just meet with your vendors. I have heard so much lately about decisions being made from Instagram, from this, that, and the other. And most people know I'm involved in the social media game. I'm not here to knock it. But I hear a lot going on about choosing vendors based off what they've posted on Instagram. And I don't know how you all feel, but honestly, sometimes, maybe most of the time, what is on Instagram may not really show the person's personality. Are you going to connect with them? There's a lot of filters and a lot of things that happen behind the scenes with social media. It just, I like to mention that because... I've also heard the other side of it where decisions were made and it was so not a good fit. Oh, yes. And I I, I think a perfect example of that is we'll see brides come in because we can help with decor as well and they'll have a picture. And I'm like, do you know this picture will not be within your budget because that picture looks amazing and it's beautiful, but this is $2,000 compared to your $500 budget. And I don't, people don't realize what all those pictures can entail and how much you can change things and how bright angles can make things look great. And I, I will have brides too that will come in and say, well, we've only talked through instant messenger or DMs and stuff like that. And I'm like, that makes my head spin, but I know, yeah, I I know we're living in a different time, but I still think you need that personal connection with somebody even if it's one time or two times it's not like you need to become best friends with that person but you need to feel comfortable with them even on your day even over zoom exactly if it cannot be in person you know at least you're having a face-to-face yes conversation and maybe i'm more old school but (laughs) it's a no matter what type of vendor it is it's a 
it's a big decision. It is. It is. And you want to make sure you're getting the right thing. You know, people can say and do things and it may not be what it, what you, you, you want to make sure your expectations are met of what you're expecting from them because they may not meet those. And unfortunately there's no do-overs. Amen to that. There are no do-overs. And we can talk about DIY events. We mentioned it just a little bit before we started, but so many times we've heard from people since we've started doing this podcast that they were very detail-oriented. They were this, they they knew they could take on planning it and putting it together. But the day of, you're pulled in so many different directions. The day is gone. And most of the time, we hear that people don't really remember who was there. They remember a couple aspects of it. And it's too late. It's not a do-over. You've lived right. and learned in the moment of your mm-hmm. wedding. Right. Well, and that's why we say we're a venue with a barn, not a barn venue. You know, so we're not just handing you the keys saying, here you go, get your tables, chairs, linens, get your bathrooms, take your trash with you. No, we're doing Lock everything. up when you leave. Lock up when you leave and uh, uh, have at it. And, and there's there no are one places on site. And there are places that. that are do that. And if that's your budget, you know, just manage your expectations and you're probably going to have to work a little bit harder on your wedding. And, you know, but, you know, we can be a DIY price because we have the connections. We have the, um, you know, we have the price breaks with our vendors and all that stuff. So we can do stuff a lot cheaper. We can run a wedding for a lot cheaper than you could in your backyard. You know, by the time you get everything that you need and, you know, you know, at the end of the day, it sounds great a year, a year and a half out, like, oh, I've got plenty of time to do that. Well, you're going to go back to your work, back to your life. And what are we doing? We're going back to weddings every weekend. So this is what we do for a living. And when you, when you, you know, do that, then, you know, maybe your family and friends are a little bit more involved than they expected. Um, the few days leading up before they're like, Oh, you know, I've heard this from somebody before, like, Oh, we were at this other venue and, uh, you know, it's like, Oh, I didn't know Like, I showed up and all of a sudden they're like, Hey, can you start setting up tables with us? And he's like, uh, okay. (laughs) You know, it's like, you know, and he was just there to be a guest and a family member and all that stuff. And, you know, so people don't always realize that, you know, it's, it's, that puts a lot of pressure on your family and friends to, to do that. And, you know, then when you can go with an affordable place like us, that's going to do it all for you. There's other places out there like that. So DIY may sound great, but may not be the best option. That takes me into a question that you just brought up. I guess one of the top questions when you're meeting with venues is what all is included and making sure you understand what that means. One of the things I think about is, venue coordinator or someone on site with that, that term, you know, can sometimes people think a venue coordinator is a full wedding planner. So knowing what comes with it, I'm assuming should be one of the top questions. Oh, definitely. And that's kind of what I was trying to say earlier is what does that day of coordinator do? Like, do they just, are they just there to manage? Are they there to help you throughout the day so that when things maybe you're going a little wire or you need this to be taken care of or they're setting up for you, that that's what they're there for, that they are there to help take your day. And, you know, we were talking about all that's included in the venue. You want to start with your venues because like we include a DJ. So then you don't, you're not needing to find a DJ. So that takes away from one more thing you have to do. That helps with your budget all around. What do these venues include? You know, tables, chairs, all of that's taken care of. Like we tell people, you just, we do have an in-house florist. You can go with us. You need a florist, you need a caterer. And that's about it. And, you know, that's what they're searching out for after that. And that's that's a big deal to take a lot off your plate. And the reason I say I've, we have found a lot of people enjoy that, especially that we've added the DJ into our package, is COVID was is a perfect example. You're not moving three or four other vendors. You're moving one venue and your, your DJ is going with you. Your floors could be going with you. So you're moving an entire team and together instead of you individually having to move them and hoping they have those dates available after that. So it's understanding what all comes with the package right? right. at different venues. And pay attention to that because we'll have brides that come back and weren't quite sure. 
really look at it and make sure you understand what is included. It you it may not seem that important at the time, but really give it that half hour or an hour as a couple to really go over and go over these things and make sure you know, so you know, A, I need to do this or no, I don't need to do this because that can make a difference and you may be spinning your wheels and you don't need to be spinning them or spending time in areas you don't need to be spending time in. And you should really be walking away from a showing at a venue feeling really good, yes. you know, feeling really good about what it is um, that you're getting into. Okay. So for example, I spend on average anywhere from an hour to an hour, 15 minutes during a showing. And we give them a folder full of packets and we go everything all the way even down to like the security deposit and like security for the event. Um, you know, the catering guidelines, all these different things that we go over and our, these packets that we give them are not sexy. I mean, they're not filled with like pages of like wedding pictures and it looks like a resume. And the reason being is we want this stuff to be packaged in as fewer pages as we could get, but still pack in all that information. And I walk them through all of that and they should walk away understanding, but mainly like Mandy said, pay attention when they're talking and read those packets. But there's so many times when I've asked people, like I always like to say before I get into certain things like insurance or, um, you know, uh, wait, they got to have insurance, right? <laughs> that's a whole and, and discussion. So, so that's an example where I'll say has, you know, that's just my lead into it. Has any other venue talked to you about insurance yet? And they'll either say no, um, or they'll say, uh, they just mentioned that we had to have it and that was it. No, well, none of the details. Our showing packet has literally highlighted areas in there so that they just have to take that, call their insurance company, and they can get the insurance that they need for us. And I talk about why we need it, why they want it, and why it's going to help them. And, uh, you know, they, they're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. But, you know, when they say no one else has talked to us about that, you know, some venues obviously don't require it, which surprises me. But that's a whole nother episode. That's a whole nother <laughs> yeah. episode. Um, but, you know, when you start talking about like, you know, bar service and stuff like that, you really want to know, you know, and ask those questions and make sure that they're making it very clear what is included and what is not. You know, you should walk away knowing, OK, if I had this many people, if I wanted these options, here's what my final cost is. We already add the tax and everything and all of our final prices, you know, because that way it just makes it very simple. So that that way, it's like this number here that says $4,000, that is $4,000. That is not $4,000 plus anything else. You know, so we just try to make it as simple as we can because for a lot of these people, it's their first time doing it. So, you know, we don't want to confuse them any more than we have to. And most vendors that I talk to, it's an education game as well as talking to them about yes. your services. You nailed it, it on the head right there with that. It, you're, you're educating them about getting married. Exactly. And I am so surprised, maybe I shouldn't be, that we have talked about insurance topic before and we heard from people that was, I had no, never a thought in my mind or no one mentioned to me about event insurance. Now, and there's different types of insurance. Correct. I'll right. be honest, personally, right. I, I'm already married and have been for quite a while. I, I don't even know if I could even think about an event with what we have been through without considering that, researching it, mm -hmm. having a conversation with someone about it to understand my details or my information. The whole bar thing, you know, when you, when I thought of venue, when we first started this conversation, you know, tables, chairs, you know, restrooms, because you mentioned, we mentioned outdoor, but then as you dove into being on site as a venue coordinator, Diving into that and asking questions, what does that entail? How many hours are you here? Is there a start time? Like, there's so many things in with a venue coordinator, especially if you're not using a wedding planner. Don't just think that there's somebody sitting in an office, is what I heard you say. Yeah. Knock on my door if you need something. You know, if you even get that, you may not get anybody on site and you are left to. And you, as the couple, as the bride, as the mother of the bride, or whomever. The contract you, signer. The contract signer, perfect. They're the ones you're having to figure this out. And that's not what you want to do that day. You want to be completely focusing on 
the wedding, getting ready, enjoying the day and everything else. You know, like I said, I've had, we'll have our meetings with our, you know, our clients and well, a lot of times we have the moms with us and they were like, you know, I went to my niece's wedding last weekend and it was a mess. Nobody knew what to do this, when to do that, you know, and if you don't, and if you don't have a good DJ on top of it, that's a whole nother conversation. That's a whole, nother, that whole, that's nother, a whole nother conversation. If you don't have a good DJ. DJ MC. Exactly. Yep. You, everybody's just looking at each other with their hands in the air like, what do I do? And that's, you or, know. Did we forget to cut the cake? Right. Or how do we do this? Or what oh. do we do next? And, <laughs> and you get the long pauses and everybody's trying to figure out what they're doing. The and flow of the event is. It's huge. It's never even started. It's, right. It's, right. And yeah. that's what keeps your event. That's what keeps people there. And you know, and keeps that party going and everything. And you need somebody there to be the air traffic control, making sure it's all going how it should go and having an idea and working with the other vendors. And, you know, like we call all the vendors the week before I, you know, I do. And so many vendors like, thank you for calling because we all like to know what's going on. So we're all making sure as a team, we are providing you the best day possible. And I think that's so important to have that conversation. If it says it comes with venue, anything coordinator, assistant, I don't know what other terms would be used, ask the questions, what does that mean? Right. Don't just automatically assume because it says coordinator that, oh, I heard this episode and Montgomery Farms does it this way, but don't automatically assume someone else does it right that way. Well, and even like when we do showings, I mean, you know, we have our spiel that we're giving, but, you know, everyone's different and they hear things differently and they communicate differently. And so if you're not clear on something, don't just think, oh, I'll catch it later. No, ask that question right then and there when you're talking to that person, because you should know that stuff when you walk away. So some top questions, since you're talking about that, Dallas, what are some top questions that you that come to your mind for somebody going out there venue shopping? Uh, are you talking about like from the guest standpoint, from what they ask us? Yes. If, yes. Yeah. The ones that you're asked a lot or that you knowing with your experience that people should ask? Well, uh, one of the things that you should ask, uh, because, I, well, I'll let me back up a second. Um, I used to think for a while there that, like, a lot of our couples were just really quiet, but I realized that they just don't have any questions by the time we get done. They have a few clarifications, but, uh, you know, I see a bride bring a notebook out and it's just full of tabs and everything. And, and I jokingly say, I say, if I do my job correctly, you will not have to write anything in there because I'm going to either say it. Uh, and what I say, everything I say is going to be in that packet that we're going to hand to you. That you can and, read. And I very leave. rarely see them write anything down in the notebook and I'm not even. Wow. That's great. Like pulling your leg on that one at all. Um, but there's, there's several things that you want to know is do they have uh, a bar service? You know, do they have that um, big thing? Are they charging vendor fees for your caterer or anything like that? That's another thing I'll ask. Has any other venue talked to you about vendor fees yet? Okay. What's vendor fees? fees? Yeah, exactly. So uh, you can call them vendor fees, venue fees, catering fees. Uh, that's where we're going to take the venue is going to take 15 or 20% of your venue or your catering bill. Add that on top. And that goes to the venue. And I see their eyes just get real wide. And it's like, so, and I'll hear someone say, well, I did hear about that, but we didn't go over like how much it was. And I'm like, they should be telling you that because you don't want that snuck in your contract. And then all of a sudden now you're fighting with them after the wedding. Uh, where's my 20% of your catering bill? And that you have a 250 person wedding. That's a large number. Okay. That's a really large number. That's a really good point about vendor fees. Yes. You know, and uh, another thing for uh, venues similar to ours where, you know, uh, that, you know, operating out of a barn. There's so many people that pop up and they're like, oh, I have a barn. I can do this. This must be easy. I can do this. Um, ask how the property is zoned. We're zoned commercial property for a reason. And what that does is that protects us, uh, that protects them. And it also uh, lets us uh, do a little bit more and not get shut down. Okay. So we've Because that'd be a problem if my wedding was 18, 24 months out and uh, six months after I booked, they've shut down. If 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 you if you ask how they're zoned and they look at you with blank stares, like, what do you mean? Okay. Or if they say, Well, we're zoned residential property, um, that's not a, 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 a immediate like no, it shouldn't be, but 
you know, you should really be digging A little in. bit of a flag. It should to- be a little bit of a red flag because, you know, uh, we've had calls before where it's like the last minute, like my venue just got shut down for permitting issues because they were zoned residential property. Um, you know, we don't have to worry about that being, you know, now we're, that's why we are a little bit more expensive than that venue, but we can guarantee you that, uh, your date that's two years out, we will be here and still running. I would have never thought about the zoning and that for an outdoor space, that's well, because a lot of them are in rural areas. You're not in towns. Right. You're not in, you know, incorporations and stuff like that. You're out in the rural area and you can throw that up. But your neighbor not may not like that, and they can shut that down real and quick. And it may take them a couple months to figure for their out. stuff to happen. Yes, but it might not. It might be open today and not open from a business standpoint, but able to have events. But there are problem brewing in the background, or there's restrictions that you don't want to you you don't want those kind of restrictions on your wedding day that you have to adhere to because they're you have to fall within these. Zones. That's a that's really important. Don't just assume because someone has a barn and it looks beautiful and they're running weddings that they are a legitimate business. I've heard from our zoning board before that they have caught people that have just started doing like event venues out of their like a pole pop, barn, like a pop, yeah, you know, a pole barn, and it's like they're starting to advertise that they're doing weddings and they have to go and shut them down because they're like, you didn't even file permits for this. You know, and that's a three other episodes right. about not oh, following yes. permits. Honestly, right. it is because it could be dangerous yeah. not only for the owner but also for the guest. You don't have to ask the Marriott downtown if they're zoned properly, right? But when it comes to so you don't think about that. But when it comes to barn venues, yeah, ask that question and feel comfortable with the answer. And if you don't, that should be a little bit of a red flag. So. One thing that's popped in my mind, what about the grounds? Should people ask questions about where they can have activities, where their ceremony could take place if it's not going to be in the barn, if it was going to be outside? So, um, yes, they should. And, you know, with us, it's like, yeah, we have, you know, we have 40 acres, okay? Um, But, you know, there are certain areas that we can't do, you know, obviously – the woods where there's a bunch of trees. Okay. We're not going to do a ceremony out there. Um, but you know, when it comes down to it, um, you need to ask questions like what's our plan B in case it rains. So if, uh, if say the barn's beautiful and the barn holds 150 people for the reception only, but they have to do the ceremony outside. Well, what does that mean? Okay. That means you have to have a tent. That doesn't mean, oh, I'll just get a tent at the last minute because you can't do that. Especially right now. You know, yeah. so ask what the plan B is. And again, like everything else, and I might say this more throughout the podcast, but you should feel comfortable with the answer. You know, we are very clear. We can fit 225 people in the loft of our barn. That is our plan B. Anything over that, then we tell them we need to budget a tent. We'll get them the price for based on what they want to do. And then we have to build that into what you want to do. Because I'm not going to tell somebody that we can fit 350 people seated in a lot of our barn, and then what? And what are we going to do? Surprise! Exactly. We can. Right. Uh, right. Everyone's standing up in the back, you know, in the back half of the barn. Realistic with stuff. your numbers. But so yeah. you know, uh, you should really be asking like, what's the plan B? And they should, you know, we. I always talk about the plan B ahead of time so they know that we know what we're talking about, you know. But they, you know, that's a good question to ask. So then, what about? The when I just mentioned outside, this came up in my mind. You know, you see a lot with sparklers and pyrotechnics and those type of things. And when you we were talking about outdoor space, that popped up in my mind. I'm assuming outdoor venues would probably have some kind of policies or procedures, what's allowed, what's not allowed on usage of that kind of stuff. I would think just because you see all of it all over social media that people are doing it, that you want to ask in advance before you plan to do something like that. And you know what? We've got a section for that in the packet. <laughs> you do. I say that a lot during showings because they'll say, I always say, ask questions ahead of time as we go through. But for efficiency's sake, I'll, you might hear me say, I've got a section for that. And so we'll go over that. And we go over sparklers, Chinese lanterns, send-offs, bonfires, 
See, you uh, did know things, what I was fire, talking about. Fireworks, <laughs> all these things, you know. And what's nice about us is that with the 40 acres, we're out of city limits and we're zoned commercial property and we're incorporated. So we've had huge fireworks shows out there. I mean, I'm talking like that one in uh, that we did oh, yeah. after COVID. Yeah. I mean, this thing was impressive. It was a fourth. It was our Fourth of July, our first wedding back out, open after COVID. COVID. It was like yes. it was like thunder over Montgomery Farms. Is but, what it was. But don't automatically assume, right? Right. Because like, oh, we, you're outdoors. We'd be able to yeah. do this because there's other factors involved, especially yeah. if you're talking about a barn. Well, and like I've always said, it could rain. It not have rained for thirty days. Then, then that cuts down. You know, you're in burn bands. Want to send off Chinese lanterns. Yeah, and you you can be and... in burn bands when you're <laughs> in the country. And you know, I don't know if that's a city thing, but in the, you know, in the country, you can have burn bands where you don't, you can't do any of that at that point. And we tell our brides that, you know, sparklers, you can almost always do the way we're set up, but you need to make sure. You know, I think I, you know, as we're talking, a lot of issues that uh, clients and vendors will have is not communicating. And vendors not realizing brides don't do this every, you know, every day like we do. So I'm you, chuckling because communication comes up in almost every episode. Yes. I ask the questions and I always joke. I said, I like it when I get the brides who will email me, even if it's a random question, just email me. It's better than you wondering and then coming in and assuming. Don't assume because then when you get told no, it's a huge letdown. Is it something you just mentioned though? Having, feeling comfortable enough with venue that you've chosen that you can send email, even if it's 10 different emails that, oh, now, you know, and there's some out there, you need to know how do they communicate. Right. So what you just said there is so important. And I think people could really take in that relationship you have with your venue because there's going to be questions that come up along the way. Oh, yeah. I said it's always hard when at the end of the night when they all leave because we've built a relationship with them. And, you know, we've been we're in our eighth year now. And, you know, it's just I still remember a lot of them. And, it, you know, you it's you know, it's hard. It's hard for us sometimes if you've done it right to see them leave at the end of the night because you don't know when you'll see them except on Facebook and see they're, they're having kids and all the happy moments and everything like that. But you having a good relationship with your vendors and they should be willing to, to give that back to if you're, if you're in this for the right reasons, you should be able to have that communication. I had one year I had brides competing to see who could email me the most because they, it was, it was a running joke because I had 60 or 70 from some of them and that's perfectly fine. I would rather that than nothing. And then you have all these expectations and that's not how it is. And here's another podcast episode for you. <laughs> We've racked up four or five at least. I know, right? We got your schedule full for the next we couple, do. Uh, couple of months. Yeah. Uh, well, if you're okay, if you're a venue owner out there and you are not treating your vendors, outside vendors, with respect and helping them and working with them, uh, shame on you. Okay. Um, and that's, that's it's a just, collaboration. It's a collaboration. We will not, we are all in this together. And now you're stealing my lines, but go ahead. Okay. (laughs) It's community over competition. Yeah. We are all in this together. I mean, we have equipment in our, at our facility for like if a caterer runs out of this or that, or doesn't, or forgot it, things happen. And I'm not going to treat the, they don't work for us. Okay. They work for the bride and groom. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to treat them like they work for us. Oh, you need this. Oh yeah. I got an extra little table here. No big deal. You know, I'm not going to scoff at that, you know, and... You're all working towards the same end goal. And, and that's, that's that couple's day. And that's why I explained very clearly how Mandy and our other venue coordinator for weddings um, will be communicating with the cor- uh, vendors prior to the wedding so that that way we are all on the same page. We are not... They're not just showing up on the day of the wedding like a new caterer that's never been there before. And we're like, oh, hi, by the way... Uh, we're the Montgomery's. Uh, what can we do for you? No, we already have a plan. We know where their table's going. We know what tables we're using for them. We know if they're using the prep kitchen or not. We, you know, we know all that stuff ahead of time so that we can be on the same page. And I'm, you know, always just courteous with them. And, and you know, we all are. And, you know, so it's like, just treat your vendors with respect as a venue owner. But also as couples, Mothers of the bride and groom, I will throw this in. Um, you're working together towards the same goal. Right. So be friendly 
with your vendor team as mm-hmm. well. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it's a two-way street. Um, and I assure you, I've done this for a long time. Most all of the wedding professionals out there, their heart and soul is in their business. And um, respect is earned. And I have witnessed things over the years of how vendors are treated. Um, and I do think I've seen a big shift with COVID, just the joy of being able to get back together and do events that it's opened up so many eyes to working more together, collaborations being easier and all of that. So on the same token, I say it to the guests at the event, as well as the couples out there, um, your vendors are in it for your special day. They are. They really and, are. They are. And if they're not, then they're not the right venue. They're vendor. Vendor, venue. venue anything of that. Yep. And you can tell. And, um, you know, and even we'll have ven- vendors that come to us and say, I, will, I don't like going to this venue because we all talk. We all know what's going on. They say, I don't like because A, B, and C, and this is why. And those, you know, if you have certain clients who will choose their florist or their caterer first because they know they're going to ask, where should I go? Where should I not go? Because it's a special day and you, it, there's a lot, it's, you're dealing with emotions. So you have to work on that level of you're dealing with somebody's day, emotions, and just being kind to all. And don't get mad at the vendors if you have not been part of the planning process <laughs> and you come in. And don't be mean to them and expect to be able to come in. I We've had that where they, they just weren't part of the planning process for whatever reason, and then they come in and expect them to work for them and not for the client who signed the contract. Absolutely. Dallas, one of the things that stands out to me from this is you referring to your packet. For those out there, you know, we have a lot of listeners that are, that aren't local, you know, some in other countries, why they want to listen to us, I'm not sure, but I'm glad that they do and hope we're entertaining and share lots of good information. For those that don't have that packet like you talked about, I would assume it would be really important to get things in writing. Uh, Terms, uh, stipulations, um, policies, procedures. You know, if someone out there is listening and they are getting ready or they've went on some tours, I would think that that would be really important to have that. You you should one uh, have a contract. Okay, <laughs> step one. We knew that word <laughs> was going to come up. We're going to start at the basics. Yeah. <laughs> they should be giving you a contract and uh, read that contract. And you mean even the fine print? The fine print. That little stuff. Read that. And you know, if you don't feel comfortable reading a contract, you know, it should be written in pure English too. It should not be written so that you need a lawyer to look at it. Um, you know, that, and that happens. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it, that does happen. But, you know, if you have someone that's maybe experienced and, you know, you want them to look at your contract for you, uh, by all means do that. But if I can just throw something in here, maybe have your parents read it or good friends of you. Cause when you're so consumed and excited and, oh my gosh, you're thinking about, you know, when you're making these decisions, it doesn't hurt to have another set of eyes because there could be something that you didn't catch. Right. So make sure, and if there's something that you feel that should be in the contract as a guest or as a client, excuse me, uh, you have every right to ask, do you mind if we add that? Because I know we talked about it, but I don't see it in the contract. And they they should be able to say, yeah, no problem. Because Not on a side piece of paper that right. during a walkthrough that you've talked about. That's yes. a good point. And that's and that's don't feel don't feel like it's inappropriate to ask for that because you know everyone's got different comfort levels. And just because you set it as a venue, um, you know we we add stuff to our contract every few years just because people might ask certain questions. And so we're like, you know what? Let's just go ahead and put that in the contract. You know, and after the years, our contract has gotten really solid. And, you know, it, it, it's really where it needs to be. But um, you should really be understanding all that. And then the other, you know, really big thing, too, is like with the packet, you know, it should, um, one, be given to you. <laughs> a lot of people are surprised that we give them a packet, like a folder full of all this information. Well, that's where I'm... I- I know some venues send something digitally, 
Um, I think I'm aware that there's even some, and I'm not talking local, that don't really give anything that there's really information on their website. That's why I'm bringing this up because how you've talked about this packet, that is genius. And I feel like every venue should do something like that. That's why I want to share with our listeners, if you're not getting a packet, what should you get in black and white or actual have in writing? You know, a contract. I think you want to know what your guidelines are, maybe. I would probably call it something different. Well, you want to know what, like, so our process, when you reach out to us and inquire, we give you even an initial packet to make sure this is even possibly a fit for you. Because... We may not, we may be, this may not be what you want. This may not be within your budget and that's fine. So we start there so they can see, okay, yeah, I'd like to proceed with this. This makes sense. I want to come out and do a tour. Yes. These, these are things that I, that I'm looking for. And then we give you that packet because A, you're going to walk away and be like, what, what do they say again? I don't remember. Or you're looking at multiple venues and things like that. And trying to remember what this venue said and what that venue said and what they hold on to. And something else I would like to say, too, is a red flag, how long they take to, back, to get back to you. Oh, yes. That's something we will hear a lot of. We try now once now we're in wedding season. It may take if you email on a Friday, it may be Monday or Tuesday before we get back to you because we are focusing on our brides for that weekend. But you've also probably set that expectation. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But if you're coming within if you you reach out to us, we nine times out of 10 outside of something random, we will get back to you within 24 hours. We've had people say it took two, three weeks before they even got back to me. Well, what if I have a question, you know, a week or so before my event. Well, even is before the communication going to exactly. be like that too? Is that, exactly. Exactly. The communication is the key and to make sure, and even if it's not, hey, I can't get to you right now. And I've, I've even done that. I've had a long list of things and you just be like, hey, I've gotten your email. I've seen it. Just, it'll be a couple of days before I can get all this information to you. At least that lets them know that you're going to be in communication with them. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a really huge. good point. It's huge because if... You don't want to. You want it to be as stress free as possible. And if you find the right venue, vendors, venues, anybody you're working with, it will be stress free. That's correct. I think that's really good information. And that's when, when I'm hearing this, Alice. I'm so glad you talked about this packet um, because I'll share this with some venues that I know as well. I think this can cut down too on the amount of questions you yes. probably field after a tour. Oh, yes. And you've basically outlined, you've really put out there, this um, This is the expectations. This is how, what we deliver. You they're, And how great to walk away from a tour and, okay, I really liked them. Now, wait, it was a lot. Let me go back and pull out this stuff he was talking about. They're able to read through that whatever time of day it is, even though you've told them, they can go back and, and look through that. I think that's really important. And you should really go with your gut feeling. Like if you if you don't feel comfortable that they're telling you the truth, you know, that's also a red flag too. You know. Um, or too good to be true. Or too good to be true or anything like that. You know, I mean, just you should have a good feeling with the person that you're working with. You know, uh, so, you know, an example of that is, you know, I approach showings as we're going to book these dates one way or the other. Someone's going to take them. So my job is to give them all the information they need to make the right decision for themselves. And if we're the right venue for them and they feel comfortable and they love what they see out there, then by all means, let's great. Let's do this. You want this. it to be a good fit but for I, both. I end the conversation with you have a lot of good inf- information in here. Uh, that you can use at any other venue if you want to. And I'm never presumptuous about anything. I always say, if you book with us, if you go with us, or, you know, if you choose us, then this, 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 and this. If you go with us and you've already done this, so here's the next step, we walk through that. You know, I, and I, I just treat it very, like, like, they may book with us or they may not. And I want them to feel comfortable with that. I don't want them to feel like they're sitting with a car salesman. You're letting them have space to make the right. best decision for themselves because in turn, that's the the best decision for Montgomery Farms. You wouldn't be, you would be very surprised at how many people say, 
wow, this other venue only spent like 15 minutes with us. We just talked. And that was it. So... I can. I me, knew you before we recorded this, but it even this episode solidifies how much care you all have for the people that book with you. And no matter where you're listening in the world, I hope you can find a place that you can feel the same way because it's so important for your wedding day. I one of the last things I say as I leave, I always just when I'm shaking their hand, I say, uh, "Whatever you choose for your wedding day, I wish you a very happy wedding." You know, and that's, to me, that's just an appropriate way to end the conversation. Absolutely. And here's my cell phone number. You have any questions about the packet after you go through it? Uh, when you get home, uh, if you have any clarification needs, just give me a call or give me a text. You know, and just make them feel comfortable. It's, that's all you got to do. You're not selling them. You actually do care. They booked a tour with you. They're considering your place for the <laughs> the best day of their lives, the most special right. day of their life that you, you don't take... You don't take that lightly. Right. No, because this is, I mean, it's, this is, most people, this is your one and only, and we want to make that day perfect for you because we know what we're doing. We know how to make that day perfect for you, you know? Um, so, you know, we really enjoy it. Something else I kind of would like to mention with talking about, you know, the paperwork and stuff we give, really look at the numbers. Numbers may seem big at first, but when you go back and start calculating it may not be so big when you really start to look at it and see what is this going to cost me? Because just for instance, we do, you know, tables, chairs, and linens do come with us. Well, you may be like, well, I can get those cheaper, but then you've got delivery fees, you have service fees, you have, and all of those things are going up immensely right now. What I'm paying for my linens to get shipped to me right now, I, I want to cry. <laughs> but it's just, it is what it is right now. But you need, there. you can't look at the basic fee. There will, you know, the basic price because there could be A, B, and C that's also attached and then taxes. You know, you do, you get your, your table, then you get your delivery fee, then you maybe get a setup fee, then you get taxed and there's another $800 possibly. And you're also coordinating all of that with the venue or if you're doing it on your own property, whichever, there's also coordinating those times and things, there's there's more to it than just the rental of the item. Exactly. Knowing those numbers and really giving them, really comparing apples to apples, I think is a really good point because a lot of times you're just seeing that bottom number. Yes. And don't look oh, at that and- bottom number and assume that's it and that that bottom, you know, and also make sure that, like you said, you are comparing apples and, you know, to apples because this number may be cheaper but is it really what are you, you know, is it, you know, for a couple hundred more, are you for sure going to get what you need? Because, you know, if they're that much cheaper, there's usually a reason. And I, you know, I get everybody's on a budget. You've got to stay within your budget. But if somebody is, like you said earlier, too good to be true, there is a reason. And it will, you won't realize it till it's too late. The other thing is your time is money. Yep. Though those of you out there that are planning your event, the amount of time that you can save needs to be considered as well. Yes. Because with time comes stress. I could list a, several things here, but there's more to it than just that bottom number. Oh, yeah. Just those numbers that you're looking at. Well, and you mentioned all those things that you'd have to do if you're doing it yourself. Well, here's the thing. You're doing that while you're working a full-time job. Or going to school or, or graduating school, or you know, you know, raising kids, all kinds of things. And it's just, it's not as... The, a wedding is so such a different type of event that it requires more preciseness and just people, you know, paying attention to what's going on. And I just I see a lot of assuming, and that I I, I, know I keep saying that, that it's just you cannot assume that somebody is going to take care of something because those people want to be paid and for what they're worth, and if they're not going. If that wasn't part of your contract and that wasn't in there, they're not going to do above that without being without mm-hmm. charging you for it, because that you know their time and money is just as important to you as it is to you. Right. Absolutely. I know we've covered a lot. Thank you all so much for coming in. I think this has really been great information for if you're local to us. Great. If you're not, you can still learn a lot from this episode and I hope put it to good use with your planning. 
Dallas, Mandy, as we wrap this up, is there anything else you'd like to share about your venue um, and then how people can connect with you or find out more information about you? Well, they can find more information. They can look up Montgomery Farms on Facebook uh, or uh, I would say check out both. Go to our uh, website, montgomery-farms.com. Um, they, we have our uh, Instagram on there. We have our Facebook on there. We have our telephone number on there. They can get a hold of us. Um, they can call us directly. They can email us from there. And, you know, one of the things just to add about our venue is, you know, we provide more services than any other barn venue really does and goes above and beyond. Now, you said you weren't going to call yourself a barn venue. Well, I got to keep it simple for for the sake of conversation. Absolutely. <laughs> what I'd like to mention, we, you know, we do include a bridal suite, groom suite, indoor restroom, a kitchen area for your caterer. So we have all those amenities. So it's like he's, that's Tables, why. chairs, linens. We provide the DJ. We provide our own bar service. We carry our own bar, liquor license. We take care of that. Um, I mean, we just, the venue coordinator, I mean, it, it, the, the venue coordinator and the DJ right there are the two biggest things that are huge for a venue like ours to do. Absolutely. Um, I'm sure you have pictures on your website where people can see um, exactly what we're talking about. For those that are local, will you share with them where you're located? We're located in Scott County, Indiana, which is about uh, about 25 minutes north of the river, uh, north of uh, Louisville, Kentucky, off of I-65. So it's real easy to get to. And um, I'll also add to our website, Montgomery-Farms.com, also has a 3D virtual tour. You can tour our entire venue, um, including the bridal and groom suites, on our website from your couch. I, that's amazing. That's an awesome feature. And I know we're talking a lot about weddings, but you also host other types of events. We do corporate events, private events. Uh, we've held uh, festivals out there. Um, we can have thousands of people out there easily. we got 40 acres to play with. So we can host, you know, uh, company picnics, retirement parties, bridal showers, you know, anything that you want, any kind of retreat, training, uh, galas, award dinners, you know, fundraisers, you name it, we can do it. You want the barn? Great. We can do a lot with the barn. You want to get uh, white tents everywhere and, you know, we've got plenty of flat ground. We can do that and blow up the, our tent game. You know, we can really do whatever you're looking for. You know, and a lot of people, there's you'll hear like, cause if you have um, gas coming from Louisville, this wasn't a bad drive. This wasn't as near as far as I thought. This isn't what, uh, two weekends ago, this is not at all what I expected. It's very peaceful, very nice. It's away from the city. You're just far enough away that you're not, but not far enough that you feel like you're, you know, banjo playing in the background kind of situation. So, and you're paying Scott County prices, not downtown prices. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, it's, you know, it's just very, we have a, we have a pond with a fountain. It's just very peaceful, nice people just like, just the, just the, the whole vibe. Yes. The thank atmosphere, you. Yes. No matter if it's for wedding, corporate, team building, festivals, it is a great vibe no matter what the occasion is. Right. Oh Yeah. Right. And it's, it's just nice. You know, you, people are surprised and we, uh, we like when they're surprised cause it's, you know, it's yours, but when someone else is noticing or some of those things that maybe others take for granted, you know, having that peace and quiet, hearing the birds chirping or not a hustle and bustle type atmosphere. When someone says that to you, it's yours. You've put so much into it. It's nice to get that feedback. Exactly. Because, you know, we do get ourselves into it. It's nice and it t makes you take a back, you know, a moment to realize, yeah, this is, and we do have easy parking. We have that. We throw, like to throw that out. It's easy parking, not downtown parking. Right. <laughs> it, and it, it really isn't a bad drive whatsoever. No. And it's, Honestly, uh, definitely go to their website, check it out. Make sure to follow them on social media. Whether you're local or not, you can always support um, wedding professionals or any uh, anyone else by following them on social media, um, sharing out their information, liking their post, all those great things. So thank you both for joining me. Thanks this has been us. really good. Yes, thank you. I know Mike and Sharon are going to be, I know they're already super <laughs> disappointed they could not join us, um, but we were so excited to have this discussion. We did not want to reschedule. So thank you again. 
Make sure to check out their website, montgomery-farms.com. Thank you for all of our listeners. We always appreciate you following the podcast on social media, and we love hearing your feedback. So if you want to share with us what you think of this episode, or if you have questions, we can always pass them along to um, Dallas or Mandy. As you they mentioned throughout the episode, they are happy to get back with people with their questions. So until next time, everyone, take care. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Ring, The Bling, and All The Things. If you liked what you heard, make sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on your favorite podcast platform to get notified of upcoming episodes. You can also visit our website, ringblingallthethings.com, where you can join our email list and get notifications about new episodes and other information. You can also follow us on your favorite social media platforms.